1: this week's episode of the Flowline Matt, we've made a huge milestone. Can you believe it? Guess how many episodes we've done so far? I'm going to go with 101. We did it. Everyone out there who's clapping and cheering, we hear you. We're excited. It's a huge milestone. Normally, you know, you kind of go off the, you know, tens or 50s or hundreds, but Matt, it was it was kind of interesting and it was your idea to celebrate 101 instead of 100. Can you please give the listeners a little background as to why you picked 101?
0: Well, one is a hundred. Just seems like you know that even number sort of. But I also like sort. I don't know the. I don't know if randomness is the right thing, but I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and yeah. I always appreciated like if you remember the the hundred thirty eighth episode, spectacular. And basically, <laughs> yeah. the argument is like they ran out of production money, and so they put together like stock clips and like talked about episodes from the past because it was a cheaper episode to produce. And so, sort of as an homage to that, I was like. Let's do 101 and not do 100.
1: I like it. And for everyone out there wondering, we didn't run out of production money. In fact, quite the opposite. However, we did think it was a good idea. Matt came up with it. And, you know, it's, it's been an interesting ride. And I think, Matt, should we take a break? It's kind of like, you know, when you're in school and you've been just grinding through material and you, you're kind of overloaded on, you know, whatever course and topics you've been learning for the last however long. Let's take a break from the technical mud stuff and let's just recap you know, what it's been like, our experience with the podcast, sort of some things that we've noticed, maybe some plans forward. And just to kind of really embrace the fact that you and I have been sitting behind a microphone now for, this will be the 101st episode. I think our average episode time is about 20 to 25 minutes. So, you know, doing my Canadian roughneck math, it works out to roughly 42 hours of just pure good content, which is, you know, you think about it, an audiobook, like if you were to read a mud manual, how long do you think that would take you? Like just ballpark, like, let's say it's however many pages, like it would take a while. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think probably like 30 or 40 hours and that's, you know, assuming there's no places to color or you know, <laughs> doodle and diagrams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my point is that like, we've almost, covered front to back side to side. Now, granted, there's a lot of, you know, rabbit holes we could dive into. And, and certainly there's things in a mud manual that we haven't discussed with such granularity, but I mean, it's just the power of, of audio and, and having things filed away in the internet. It's, it's amazing. And, and I mean, I don't see a stopping. And so we may have to do 138 episode spectacular because there's only so much mud we can talk about. Now, hopefully things evolve and we get super creative, which I know we've got some ideas. But, you know, it's, it's been a great ride, lots of good laughs, bunch of educational content, which has just been extremely gratifying. And, and not only for my selfish needs of learning more about mud from you, but just the feedback we've gotten from, you know, internally different mud engineers, our CEO people, you know, as different sister companies, it really has helped build the culture. And then on top of that, just feedback from, you know, people within the drilling fluid space, customers. It's been pretty eye-opening, Matt, but, you know, why don't we kind of go down memory lane 101 episodes ago, which I guess would be technically 101 weeks ago, which seems like yesterday, you know, how did it, you know, for you when we came up with the idea, what did you think at first and kind of your initial thoughts and as, you know, as to it compares to where we are now?
0: You know, it's interesting because I've had to learn a lot about keeping an open mind. I call it like there's sort of this arc as you at least go through your career, where you sort of, you start out, you don't know anything, you're hungry for knowledge, and then you kind of reach a point where you sort of think you know everything and you find yourself in a few situations where you're immediately like, you know, knocked away at the knees and realize, wow, I don't know nearly as much as I thought I did. And then you realize you have to listen a little bit more. And, and, you know, to your credit, Justin, you know, you're very much the driver behind the podcast and at first, the really hard part for me was to wrap my head around, you know, how does this help AES? How do I present the the business case that this is something that's going to be valuable for AES drilling fluids and be useful to us when I can't actually sell anything through it, right? But there's a lot to be said with kind of new media. You talk about this a lot, right? New media, spaces that aren't occupied, you know, entering niches and and, you know, the thing is this is one of those deals where we can communicate with a lot of people this way. And granted, we might not know that we're communicating with them, but we're able to reach out and kind of, you know, reach a number of people. But it it took me a little while to realize that just because I was afraid that we would have a podcast where like maybe your mom and my mom listened and, you know, a couple of people in the company and it took some effort. But I think you had such a strong background and, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And One thing we try and do in the the marketing group is I I say like, try it and fail quickly, but you were able to sort of articulate, okay, we need to do this for at least six months. We need to put on an episode every week. You you sort of helped us develop a plan for the experiment and it felt like a big commitment, but it's, it's really been a lot of fun. And so why don't you kind of share more about when you were like, we got to do this.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I had a little bit of experience in podcasting through another platform but really my, the interest where it came from was originally when I started listening to podcasts, it was, you know, for those who don't know, I'm I'm very much into health and fitness. And I, so I was, I was trying to educate myself on health and fitness. And then, you know, then I kind of stumbled upon business podcasts and it was just like any topic out there you could learn from. And, but the thing that got me was like, well, you know, people are doing it for free and why would you invest so much time and this, that, and the other one thing led to the next. And it became apparent to me that a lot of you know larger corporations and and people were trying to find new ways to you know build the story and reputation amongst their industry and then it just dawned on me I, you know because i think in in within oil and gas marketing has always been sort of been pushed off to the side and it's been more about you know spending the money at the golf tournaments and the, the different conferences and i just you know at the end of the day you got to go where the attention is and as we've become so dependent on you know cell phones and internet and everything. It's like, where is the attention? It's on our phones. How do we get in front of the people all day every day and give them options and you know abilities to look up certain things and educate themselves and and at the end of the day, it's like, how can we use the internet to add value to our people and whether that's internally, externally, whatever that looks like? Yeah, so that was kind of the idea. It's like we just and then when I thought of that, I said, well, every mud engineer goes online and Googles, whether it's product data sheets, whether it's engineering formulas, whether it's this, whether it's that. So it's like, you know, what if we did a mud company, a mud manual audio style? And so that was kind of my thought is like, it's cool to talk about our stories because every you know, everyone in the oil field has their own stories about being on a rig or whatever the case may be. So I was like, well, we could tie in some entertainment, some educational content. And then just kind of the idea kind of to me was interesting. And I mean, the cost is absolutely, you know, marginal compared to the value that I expected it to bring. And so that was kind of the idea. And again, props to you and and the rest of AES management to kind of take a leap of faith, because once you get on the Internet, it's there forever. So we really I mean, and and that's where I think you came in. It was like, great idea, you know, and, and let's jump and create fireworks to. You know, create a media company within a s, but okay, there's a certainly a box, which is, is a very large box, fortunately at a s the way we were ran, but there we definitely need to stay in between the lines. So I think you know you kind of helping me stay within reason, but me also saying, "Hey, here's some ideas like what do you think?" And we married the two together, and that's kind of where it is now and but that was the idea behind it, and just I'm extremely fortunate to have had the support from everyone and we've had the support and
0: yeah. Thankfully we've had both our president and our CEO on so people could get to know them. But it really shows how much freedom we have and how much trust the organization places in, in its own people. And you you just don't see that a lot. But it's it's very liberating. And I just remember sort of the it's just kind of a I felt like a pivotal moment. Was our trip to Guitar Center, and I thought it was so funny. You know, so Justin just talked to a couple of people, and he had a list of every piece of equipment that we needed to record a podcast. You know, on separate channels and the microphones, and you know, it wasn't a ton of equipment, but we wanted. I didn't want to buy it twice. Like that's sort of with a lot of this stuff. As a woodworker, what happens is I'll buy a tool I think I need, and then I'll get to you know use it, and then I'll realize there's a better one that costs more, and now I've bought two of them, and I've wasted some money. And so like with this audio equipment, I was like, let's get the right stuff. We went there with basically this list and Justin, why don't you, you kind of talk about, you know, us talking to the guy and walking out there, like we went on a shopping spree.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, again, it was kind of at the whim and spontaneous. We were talking about the podcast and it's finally like, well, let's put, you know, let's get this thing in action. Let's do it. We got the green light. And, you know, and I guess to give a little bit of context too, I remember having a meeting with James Strickland and it was during our annual reviews and, you know, he was giving me some good constructive criticism and he said, Justin, you have good ideas, but you need to follow through with them. Okay. And you've come up with this podcast idea. You've got the green light now go make it happen. Don't make excuses. And I was like, okay, like this. Okay. So you want me to do this? Let's go. And then shortly thereafter, you know, we talked. And so anyway, it's like, okay, well, we need equipment. Like, let's just stop talking about it and put some talk into action. So here we we jumped in the vehicle and ripped out to the guitar center out in Katy. And, and again, fortunately I had a little bit of experience in podcasting. So I knew exactly what equipment we needed. And yeah, we go there and we walk in and say, Hey, you know, can we help you? And you and I are both like, well, we're starting a podcast and here's what we need. And we had a, again, I printed out a sheet of paper and it had everything, you know, every model and this, that, and the other. And so it was, again, it was kind of like Santa's wish list. And fortunately, you know, we had an, a cost in mind, which we came in, I think closer, even under. And, and I think even James and some other folks were like, really, That that's all you had to spend? Like, that seems underpriced. And it's like, yeah, like nowadays with technology, you can basically have a studio in a backpack. And then even now with the way we're doing it over Zoom due to COVID stuff, all you need is a couple of microphones in the internet to make it happen. But yeah, we walked in there and of course we were excited and it was like a kid in the candy shop, but you know, picking out all these sorts of mics and this and that. And I mean, that, I I think that's where a lot of people get excited, especially when they're starting podcasts It's or like any endeavor it's, you know, get all the gear and and get suited up for the big day when you get started. But the real work begins once you figure out how to set it up. And then it's like, okay, we need to wait a website and a hosting this and an IP that and blueberry what? And, And then it's like, okay, so there's, a lot more than just talking into a microphone but you know going through the process of getting to that point was fun and yeah we had about probably four or five bags that we each carried out and threw it in the trunk and got back to the office and yeah we just kind of started tearing things open and plugging things in and you know pushing buttons and turning dials and you know we we I don't know exactly when we actually recorded the, after that but it was definitely makeshift and it was it was fun <laughs> we had to
0: get bumper music. We had to get Kelly to record our legal disclaimer. And I like, yeah. that's the thing I we record these and then they get edited together. And I always forget about the legal disclaimer. And then we'll have, you know, we'll have somebody like Josh on the show or something. And it'll be like, okay, good. We have a legal disclaimer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes it like super legit, but there's definitely some yeah. background stuff. And again, I had kind of a blueprint of what we needed. And, and again, you know, I, I give Adelaide Nordier credit all the time, which she deserves, but yeah, she, you know, and I would say definitely you and, and Mike Provada, our IT manager took the bull by the horns and really made the backend stuff happen because that, that's where a lot of it is, gets a little bit wonky and can take time. And
0: yeah, it's you- confusing. It's not, it's not, once you get it, it's just also terrifying when you're like, I'm uploading an episode, I think, and we say <laughs> yeah. we do this every Wednesday and then you do something and you're like, wow, all the other episodes disappeared from Spotify. How do I get those back? And you're just sort of lost. And so it's it's moderately terrifying at first, but then once you learn what not to do through trial and error,
1: it works out. Yeah, it does. And and you know, and the cool thing about it is a lot of it is plug and play. So I mean, I've helped a lot of people kick off podcasts and but fortunately we got a strong IT department and people who can figure things out and I always say, you know, most of us at AES went to MIH University and that's Make It Happen University. And so we figured we find ways to make it happen. We did. And but again, you know, it's you know, the history of it is, is is such that, yeah, we had an idea, we put it into action, had the support, you know. And so, yeah, let's talk about the episodes, Matt. I mean, do you have a favorite episode? I mean, that's something people ask me all the time. And I don't know, it's tough to say. What about what would you say is your favorite?
0: You know, if I had to pick. And it's sort of, it's sort of tough to decide. I think it was when Baxter came on. We need to have him on again. Yeah. But the feedback we got from that episode, you know, from employees and non-employees alike, you know, wow, you guys have, you know, really, really interesting, you know, leadership. The fact that your president also developed a lot of your products, you know, and not only that, but I think he, I think that was one of the lines somebody's repeated back to me is that, you know. He said he doesn't want to be known for mud. He wants to be known for breeding chickens (laughs) and explain, (laughs) you know, it's just, you know, Baxter is such a fascinating individual who, who kind of is the heart and soul of how we move. So the idea that somebody, you know, a mud engineer could get a chance to get to know him a little better and realize like it's coming from the top, you know, uh, as somebody in the warehouse, anywhere, you know, so the engagement with our employees, which you sort of take for granted if, you know. We see him around a lot. He's my boss. So it's kind of, we maybe take for granted the opportunities we have to communicate and appreciate what, what he does for the company. So I think that, and, and just by feedback, I think that would be my favorite. You know, I, I think if I got a pick, that's going to be mine. How about you? How about yours?
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, I've, I've had people ask and it's kind of like people asking who's your favorite child. I mean, they're all great for different reasons. And I relate that to podcast episodes, you know, I mean, favorite as in, you know, most response or most entertaining, most educational, it's, it's so tough to say. And and, and I'm big, like I'm a technical guy, but I mean, I really am passionate about culture and just business and, and developing and growth and, and all that. And so, you know, I would certainly say Baxter's on the top, but I also enjoyed having Elizabeth on, you know, from a personal standpoint. And, and I think, you know, while the, the technical ones are important, you know, a lot of, what drives this is internally, we have a lot of great people providing feedback. And actually, I want to take a minute in Derek Wytosh is a gentleman who's been with AES for a while. And I want to read a message that he sent because it was very gratifying. And it just, again, just shows the engagement that we have within our company. And so I want to take a minute to read his message. He said, you guys are killing it with the podcast. I listen to the show weekly while knocking out mud checks in the lab. As a warehouse manager for AES, it's easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day routine of building mud, shipping products, receiving products, etc. however your show opens my eyes to other factors in drilling operations that I'm not privy to from basic mud properties to drill bits to frac operations you guys do a fantastic job of breaking down complex chemistry operations so that even a previous hsc hand can understand thanks guys keep it up if for one reason alone we do this that's the reason you know what Absolutely. i mean like it just it makes such an impact and i think a lot of what we do is cultivated through our leadership and culture that they've developed. And so Elizabeth is like the epitome of, you know, what culture means to our company. She's been around forever. It's a great episode. If anyone hasn't listened to it, I would really encourage you to, but that that one really, I enjoyed and, and I have a great relationship. And it was rewarding because it took
0: you. At least, well, from the <laughs> beginning, we've been trying yeah. to get Elizabeth on, right? So from episode one, we've been attempting to get Elizabeth on and understand what, you know, some folks are very reluctant to come on. You are your harshest critic. I still hate the sound of my own voice, you know, but it's one of those where there are a number of reasons that, I mean, Elizabeth's just fantastic. And we wanted everybody who doesn't know her or doesn't get to know her well, get, get to know her better. But Justin pestered her for quite a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. I did.
0: And I think she, she realized it would be a really good thing to do and, she was willing to, you know, be uncomfortable for a little bit and
1: do it. And so
0: really grateful for that. But it it took a lot of work on Justin's end to make that episode happen.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, definitely a lot of emails and bugging and, and she made it happen and we did. And it was a great episode. And so, you know, that, that's one that, that really stands out. And of course I can't, I mean, again, we could go through all the episodes. Her and Backson, of course, Tom's was great. That really gave a high level, you know sort of business perspective on things and how he started off in the mud industry. But the ones where we interview people, that, that's my passion. I, I love doing that. But you know, again, it just emphasizes how this builds and strengthens relationships within, you know, the stakeholders of our company. It allows us to communicate with our employees through storytelling and engaging. And then again, just using it as an educational tools for for our customers. And there's some big customers out there that, you know, have asked you to do things and asked, you know, us to produce certain content to to provide to their engineers. I mean, what a better tool to do that. And and you could just continue to, you know, spread that information and educate people. But again, this I don't want to keep going on this like sales pitch for podcasting, but you know, aside from that, Matt, why do you think it works? And again, this is in a sales pitch on podcasting, but I think it's important because if anyone out there is interested in podcasting, hopefully this can, you know, change your mind or at least, you know, give you some insight as to why we think it's important and why we keep doing it every week. I mean, I think
0: it's just interesting, like just from a business perspective, like I believe we sell solutions. Yes, we have great technology and those technologies solve problems, but when you go recommending them in a place where they don't belong, that technology isn't going to make it very far and you're going to do damage to your reputation. And so I'm not necessarily scared like we're handing out some form of secret sauce or anything like that. I think the fact is that most Most of our customers who, you know, we run a business and we hope we're engaging with them too, say, okay, well, you guys seem to know a lot about drilling fluids and I have a problem. How would you solve it? And then we can talk to them about solutions, whether it's a technology or a technique or what have you. But the body of knowledge that we present, I mean, you know, I think I know a lot about this stuff, but there's always somebody who knows more. But in a way, you know, the one that stands up behind the podium gets recognized sometimes. And so in a way, I think it also gives us an opportunity to appear as kind of thought leaders in the industry. I don't like that makes me a little uncomfortable trying to put that label on myself or you, you know, but like definitely not you have opinions me. that are recorded and people listen to them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take that for what it's worth, but other people do it through different formats. And so, you know, and then I think just so sort of being recorded, every week there's a new episode coming out. And and so even people who aren't listening see that we're putting this material out and that we continue to do it and that we're actively engaging with the industry. I sort of joke, you know, in Zoolander, when he talks about, you know, I really like Sting. I don't listen to his, any, any of his albums. But the fact that he's still putting them out is, is I really respect that. <laughs> yeah. That's, and it's kind of like, I know people are like, man, that's really great that you're doing the podcast. And I'm like, can you listen to an episode? You know, what'd you think? And they're like, no, I actually I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> that's but so we're true. we're still getting recognized for that voice. So, and then I think the other part we've gotten this feedback. I don't like doing commercial stuff. When I put on mud schools, when I do other things, I go back to, I know my stuff. AES has the answers. We have the solutions and that's what matters. And so I don't need to do a whole episode bragging about a technology and how it's going to solve all your problems. We might talk about the problems it solves and and mention it, but we're intentionally not pushy because honestly, I think that would, if we just talked about how great we thought we were and how great we thought our products were, I think our listener base would be very, very limited and what we're seeing is that it's a broad swath. Some of our vendors, our customers, our competitors, I mean, that lo- lots of people are engaging, whether they, you know, tell us or not through bits and pieces, we realize that. So that's kind of my perspective, but what's your perspective, Justin?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think really you hit it on the head with it not being a commercial. And I think a lot of people, if, you know, if you were to go to a podcast that's you know brought to you by XYZ, there's you know, oftentimes that commercial aspect to it. And so that's certainly what we're not about. And so that's, you know, really why we let our audience and, you know, the listeners drive the content. It's, you know, give them what, you know, give the people what the people want and people don't want commercials. They get enough of those on, you know, whatever podcasts or TV shows or whatever the case may be, but people paid to get rid of commercials. So I doubt they're gonna pay us to not put commercials on there. So with that said, again, I think that's one of the important elements to it. But again, it's just at the end of the day, it's fun and, and there's really no expectations other than if there's one person that learns something each episode, including myself, it's a win. I just encourage everyone out there to really, you know, engage and ask questions and you know, allow us to help you provide you with ideas, different thoughts, different perspectives on drilling fluids or any drilling technology that has to do with drilling fluids operations, because that's how we get the industry moving forward, innovating, thinking outside the box. So really that, that's what I really wanted to emphasize is, is just please continue to engage. Even if it's down, you know, if you download it and you don't necessarily listen to it, Again, we understand that There's about eight thousand podcasts out there. You only have so much time to listen. But the beautiful thing is, if you you know go onto the website or if you Google certain topics within the flow line, nine out of ten you know of them ideas out there probably have been recorded. And so we're going to revisit different topics, you know, just to get either more granular or sort of focus in on a certain part of a certain conversation we've had. But again, it's you know just I'm thankful for the opportunity and catching up with you. And, and, and again, it's been a great learning experience for me because I'm certainly not as technical as you are, but having you on the other side of the computer screen for the last year has been extremely enjoyable for me. And I'm just, I can't wait to get back and doing this in person, maybe record yeah. some, throw them on YouTube, whatever the case, but I don't know. People probably don't want to watch me, but they probably are more interested in what you have to say. But With that said, Matt, you know, again, 101, I'm looking forward to 202 and hopefully even more than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this has been fantastic. You know, and the fact is that when people ask questions, we learn. What's interesting is some of these episodes that may have not been a customer. We I may have gotten a question and that inspired, oh shoot, let's talk about that. Sometimes it's I really want to tell people about this because I'm tired of answering this question in this way or <laughs> right, you know, yeah. getting yelled at or whatever. So, like, yeah, I might sound like I know what I'm talking about, but that all ties into a lot of show prep too. Where what I like to do is, I mean, if anybody knows when I'm in the middle of trying to write a technical paper or master a concept, there'll probably be 30 or 40 papers printed out all over my floor, numbered and organized. And so I'll read up on these topics and get to know them as best I can and and try and gather opinions and, and sort of digest it. And we talk about it. And then what's sort of, you know, fun from there is that I'm learning as I go. And sometimes I think I know something pretty well. And then Justin brings a question or one of you guys, one of you listeners brings a question and it's like, wow, like I I didn't even think about that. And then I got to go look into that, but it just, it's a constant challenge. And then certainly, you know, it's been fun because guess what, before and after these recordings, Justin and I get to gossip a little bit and, you know, talk about customers or, you know, and you know, there's just a lot of ideas that come from that too. So it's kind of a a regular scheduled conversation.
1: Yeah, it is, and and again, he he handles such a different aspect to our business, but you know we meet on common ground, which is you know delivering quality service to the customers, and he does it you know handling his department, and I do it you know within my world, and together it's been it's great. It's funny because if it wasn't for the podcast, I don't know when we would talk unless I have a problem at nine at night and I, I need to, you know help with something, but that part of it is very cool. It's it's a forced conversation, not forced, but you know, we make time for it obviously. And so we force each other to, you know, sit down and chat, but again, it's been great, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to what the future holds and, you know, we've got, you know, giveaways and and certain exciting things for the listeners. So with that said, Matt, that's about it. I'm sure everyone's probably ready to get back to work or wants to hear more about mud, but we figured this would be an exciting time for us. And again, thanks for all the support from the listeners. It's been a great, great pleasure.
0: Yeah, we're really grateful. I mean, if we don't hear from you guys or or we don't have listeners, we are just talking into a microphone and recording it. So... Thank you for your engagement. And certainly we hope to continue to hear from y'all.
1: Excellent. And if you could, please support the show by leaving a quick review. Also, if you have a great story or comments, again, please hop on LinkedIn, reach out to Matt or I. We'd be happy to focus on it during an episode. You can also hit us up at email, which would be the Flowline podcast at AESfluids.com. The link is in the show notes. And with that said, everyone be safe and take care for now. Thanks, everybody. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week for another exciting episode of The Flow Line. And remember, may your returns always be full and your trips always smooth. Views expressed in this program belong to participants and not their employees. The program is for informational
1: purposes only and cannot take the place of seeking professional advice. Copyright AES Drilling Fluids.